Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. It's Friday, May 19th, 2023, episode number 224. Well, we finished our trek out to California two weekends in a row, Ventura the first weekend and Sacramento the second weekend. Let's talk first the last weekend about the Lodi Cycle Bowl, the night before the mile. It's always a fun time. It's good to see a lot of uh, familiar faces out there and some of my friends I don't get to see except for once a year. So it's good to see all those folks at the Lodi Cycle Bowl. Justin Jones from New York was your fast qualifier out there. He looked really good. I talked to him earlier in the day, and he said, this year I'm just out there having fun, and it definitely shows by the way he's riding. Tony Myring, a 39-year-old rider, he won the $1,770 Dash for Cash. Uh, We started with $500. People came up to the booth. People uh, put money in buckets, and then at the last second, uh, Jerry Cinchfield, Roo Systems of Dallas, Texas, came up and gave $1,000 to make that Dash for Cash $1,770. Tony Myring, the California native, took the win on that. In the main event, Justin Jones grabbed the whole shot, and I thought it was going to be his race because he was fast qualifier, and he made one mistake on about lap number 12. It was a 20-lap main event, and about lap 12, uh, one mistake in turn one and two, Taryn Santero and Chad Coase came on through. They had a good battle for the lead, but it was Taryn Santero taking the win on his birthday. Chad Coase was second, and Justin Jones would still end up third. The Mission Sacramento Mile, let's talk about that for just a little bit. The track... I thought it was a lot better than the last couple of seasons. Uh, Dennis Pearson was there. Of course, last year we were there in August. Uh, it was 115 degrees, and that soil had sat there and baked all summer long in the, in the heat, in the sun. And so I think having the race earlier in the year is definitely a benefit to the racing and to the fans. I mean, it was, a, it was the warmest day of spring so far that day, Saturday in Sacramento. So I think the highs were like 94. They were predicting about 98. It's still hot. I get it. But it's better than 115. Um, I would like to see a little bit more uh, rubber in the corners. I'd like to see more passing. And I don't know. uh, We did run an extra round of practice. So I don't know if we could put lines on the racetrack or, you know, I know Steve Nace uses those discs, but I don't know if the discs are safe on a mile racetrack. If somebody drags a foot over one of those discs and they go flying, maybe that's not safe. But maybe put uh, a line around the racetrack for that second round of practice or even the first round of practice and say, hey, you have to ride above that line and that would make better racing. Um, there was a braking bump going into three and then there's a little bit of a hole coming off of turn four. So some of the riders were choosing to go right through the braking bump going into three, some of them went underneath it, and some of them were going around it. So it just depends on where you are most comfortable and, again, what was going on on the track around you. But all in all, I thought it was a good day. Pretty decent crowd, a lot of vendors. They did move the pit area from the infield to beside the grandstands towards turn four and behind the grandstands. Um, I mixed emotions on that. It's definitely easier for the fans to get there, and we can keep prepping the racetrack while that's going on. With the pits in the infield, the people in the grandstands can watch all the action, all the activity of what's going on in the pits right there in front of them. So, again, mixed emotions. I think it's definitely easier and better for the track prep, and we can keep working and not have to stop to let the fans go across for the open paddock area. So, a little bit mixed emotions. Um, I, I think it's it's definitely safer to have it where they were this year, and uh, we'll see if it goes back there next year or if we go back to the infield. Uh, let's talk about the... Parts Unlimited AFT Singles Class, it was Tom Drain picking up the Pronto Parts Plus Pole Award. He had fast time early in the day, 
then he went out there, won his heat race. He won the Outlands Dallas Honda Challenge race. And then he won the main event. And he's just a, a month and a year over 16. So he's only 17 years old. Uh, 17 years old by a month, just turning 17. And it was pretty impressive. Um, I did call a first-time winner earlier in the day. I, I wasn't, you know, certainly picking Tom Drain to be that guy. But you had Sadoff up there that was running fast. You had a few others. And in the, in the Super Twins class, we're still looking for, you know, another first-time winner. And um, I think it's more likely in the singles class. Trent Lowe came up just a little bit short. And I know some people were saying that he pulled out too soon. Some people were saying he pulled out way too wide. Um, I think that's just seat time and experience on mile racetracks. Um, it's very hard when you come off the corner and you, and you catch somebody in a hurry. It's hard to let off. So uh, you, you have to kind of time it just right when you pull out. And then you have to pull out and just barely miss that rider. You know, use that side draft and let it pull you down that straightaway. Also at Sacramento, you know, the the finish line is so far down that, that long straightaway. So it, it you have to wait, I think, a little bit longer. Trent will learn from that. He'll get a mile win, but uh, it was certainly a, a close finish between himself and Tom Drain. Taking a look at the results, Tom Drain wins by .005 seconds over Trent Lowe. Trent did have the uh, fastest lap of the race with a 38.839. Uh, still second place finish for Trent. Chase Sadoff was third, another podium for him. Uh, Chad Coast fourth, an excellent weekend for Chad. You know, second at Lodi, a fourth at the main at SAC. And then Dalton Gauthier, a top five. Trevor Bruner um, was was going good all day, and he was probably one of my favorites to win. And he lost his brakes with a few laps to go and actually almost got into the backside of Trent Lowe going into three. So he still salvaged a sixth-place finish. Maxwell was seventh. Shana Texter-Bowman was eighth. Ninth was Travis Petten. And Cody Kopp, your points leader, way back there in tenth. Uh, Shana put on social media that uh, she had mechanicals on a primary bike, so she's on the half-mile bike. Um, I don't think that's an excuse. I think that she was just letting us know what was going on. Um, she did get pushed off the groove one time, and, and it's just hard to make that time up. Um, the lead group was about six for a while, and then it broke down and end, ended up being just a very small group of riders coming to that finish. Uh, Tom Drain led 13 of the 18 laps. Bruner led two laps. Chase Sadoff led two, and Trent Lowe led one. So, you know, two of the Turner Hondas led, and two Essence and Yamahas led. Taking a look at the point standings in your AFT singles class, Cody Cop still in the lead. It's only 14 points be ahead of Dalton, who is uh, who got fifth last week last weekend at Sacramento after a tenth at Ventura. So that was good for Dalton to recover a little bit. And then Cody with a tenth loses a little bit of that points advantage. Maxwell still sitting in there in that third spot. He's got one win at Sonoya. Chase Sadoff's been Mr. Consistency after the first round. He got tenth. And then he's got he's reeled off four podiums, so uh, Sadoff's doing good. Bruner is in fifth. Trent Lowe, Tom Drain with that win moves all the way up to sixth. Morgan Mishler, I'm sorry, Drain is in seventh. Mishler eighth. James Ott is in ninth, and his teammate Chad Coast rounds out your top ten. Mission Super Twins. Jared Meese picks up your Pronto Parts Plus Fast Qualifier Award. He went out there, then won his heat. He won the Mission Too Fast Too Tasty Challenge Race. And in that main event, he led 20 of the 24 laps. Yeah, Meese was dialed in all day long. It is his fifth career win at the Sacramento Mile. His 66th career Grand National victory. 127th win for Kenny Tolbert. 71st for team owner Craig Rogers. Yeah, Dallas and JD's pipes. I noticed it 
uh, probably about halfway through the race, mostly on Dallas's bike because we had the cameras on him more than we did on JD. But especially coming off a of turn or two, when that camera zoomed into the back end of that motorcycle, the tailpipe was glowing red. Almost looked like he had a brake light on that bike. Um, and then a little bit later, we saw that on, the same thing on JD's bike. So I talked to Nick Daniels. He wasn't really aware of what was going on. And then I did receive a, a text message during the race from Terry Reimer from uh, uh, from South Dakota said that that is a typical case for titanium pipes. And I've never heard that before. I mean, I'm not, I believe Terry, but I've just never seen that before either. So I'm going to start paying a little bit more attention to that. Hats off to Colby Carlisle, a career best finish of fourth. Um, he had a great qualifying effort. He was out there with Ben Lau. And when they worked together, they put in some really good laps. Like, they were both top four qualifiers for a while. Um, Colby would slip off the groove a couple times in one or two and then rebound and catch right up to Ben Lau. So, uh, a good day for Colby Carlisle and that G&G Racing uh, team with a fourth-place finish. Taking a look at the results, Jared Meese led 20 of the 24 laps. Dallas led two laps. And Breyer led two laps earlier. He slipped off the groove and slipped back out, uh, lost touch with the leaders. And just like in the singles class, the rider that finished second had the fastest lap. And that's Dallas Daniels with a 37.692. Jared's fastest lap was a 37.703. So it's not by much. Um, Meese was pretty much untouchable on his Indian. Dallas was second. JD third. Colby uh, mentioned that a minute ago. Fourth. Brandon Robinson fifth. Davis Fisher sixth. Breyer was seventh. Bronson was eighth. Ben Lau ninth. And Jared Vandekoy, your top ten. Taking a look at the Super Twins point standings, Dallas Daniels, three wins, four second-place finishes. So out of seven rounds, he's finished first or second every single race. That is incredible. Jared Meese is second in the points, 20 points behind the leader. He has three wins, five top fives. J.D. Beach is sitting back there in third. He's 44 points already behind Dallas Daniels. J.D. has one win, six top fives. Breyer sitting in uh, fourth in the points, 52 points behind Dallas. He has four top five finishes. And Davis Fisher, he said earlier in the season that he wants to finish in the top five in the points. That's where he sits right now. Fifth, 62 points behind the leader. He's got one podium and three top fives. Got some updates on some races this weekend. The extreme races in Tulsa, Oklahoma have been rained out and rescheduled to September 9th and 10th. That will hopefully allow some of those riders to move on up the road to uh, Sycamore, Illinois. That's where Steve Nace is racing tonight. And the AMA All-Star National Flat Track Series is there tomorrow night. That's Sycamore, Illinois. And RPM is racing in Lebanon, Ohio this weekend. Um, I know there's a lot more races. That's just a few that stick out in my calendar. Um, the AMA Magazine came out this week, and I was uh, very surprised, but my name is on the cover. And... That is uh, very humbling. Um, when I they asked me to announce the races, the Mission AMA Flat Track Grands, which are June 14th to June 20th, I was like, I was on board with it. I've done that, I don't know, probably seven or eight times. You know, Steve Nace used to do it, and I've, I work for Steve Nace quite a bit. Um, but the AMA took it back over uh, at the start of last year. They did it last year. They used a lot of their employees, and they actually, you know, figured things out. And this year they hired me to announce it. Well, then... I signed my deal, contract was signed, everything back and forth, and then I got a phone call and they asked me to be the grand marshal or the honoree of the week and I was, you know, just blown away by that. I never did race the amateur nationals. I started racing flat track very late, didn't race very many amateur races before turning pro um, after coming off a of motocross and and uh, you know, I, maybe I maybe I went pro too soon, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a second 
second guess my my racing career but just to be honored by the ama you know to be on the cover of the ama magazine is pretty cool and to be the grand marshal of the flat track grands is what we call them the mission foods ama flat track grand championships um it's humbling i'm uh, i don't brag about myself i don't talk about myself a lot but i'm honored to be that position i'm honored to be the grand marshal um it's pretty cool well, that's all I got this week, short and sweet. Just wanted to recap what happened last weekend, fill you in on the news and what I know going into this weekend. Uh, next week, I will give you a preview of the Red Miles. We go back to Lexington, Kentucky, Memorial Day weekend. And uh, that's about all I got. Everybody have a great week. Smash that like button. Tell all your friends about the podcast. And I'll talk to you guys next week right here on Off the Groove. Off the Groove.